0: Hello and welcome to episode 441 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It's Tuesday, March 28th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and uh, I'm just doing the intro right now because the the episode is already recorded. Uh, it's a quick episode. I'm going to let you know that out front, a little bit of a smaller one, but basically it's talking with Jason about his game plan for Tout Wars this past weekend. Uh, he was in the AL uh, League. I believe it's 12 teams. It's 5x5. Five five. Switch out average for on base and and go from there it's an auction where uh, several of the competitors have been in the league for several years it's it's one of those situations it's almost i think he said this before on the show where it's almost like a home league because they have so many competitors that are in there year after year jeff erickson chris Lis, steve moyer lar michaels um I don't know how many years he's been in it, but I know Seth Trackman was in it last year. He won it, by the way. Congrats to him. Uh, Patrick Davitt, Larry Schechter, Rob Liebowitz, um, Colton Wolfman, of course. And newcomer, not in Defino is in there. But again, that's a guy that they know. So they're going to have an idea of some of the things that he does. But it, it has that feel of a homely because they've been in it so much. Uh, and so I just wanted to talk with him about his game plan. Um I, I really like hearing these sorts of things and I hope y'all do too because it's a lot of fun to kind of get an idea of where they're at. Now we didn't record a post one. Uh, we just weren't able to link up on Sunday. He had to go home. He actually had to do a home league, pardon me for that. He actually had to do a home league um, Sunday so we weren't able to rendezvous and, and, and discuss that. I was busy most of Saturday afternoon after his draft anyway. But it gives you an idea of what his game plan was. And then our next episode, which I think will be this Sunday, I think he's available Sunday, we'll be able to talk about how it went. Of course, you can find the results if you kind of want to uh, see for yourself uh, how how he played to the game plan. But it was really interesting. And so it, you're going to hear that. Um, and, you know, I'm going to give a few minutes here on on my Tot Wars situation, too, because it was a lot of fun and it was a lot, a lot different um, than anything I've ever done and to say i had a game plan would would be would be a lie would, would be false I, I did not but i'm gonna give you a, a little bit of a rundown here and again jason and i will probably talk about it a bit during our next episode he might have some questions for me but i'm gonna give you guys the rundown here so what is, I'm, I'm in the head-to-head mixed auction um and that also uses obp it uses k9 instead of k's though and that is a major differentiator right so now you've got three ratio stats with era whip K9 and then wins and saves. Um last year there was other things there was like it was like net saves or, or no saves plus holds and like net steals and there was like a roto component. It was it was there were quirks to it. It was it was uh much different. But this year it's more of a standard head-to-head categories league uh with OBP and K9 only being the real differences, but again that K9, that's turning the dial um substantially in terms of like what sort of strategies you can use. So Colleague Jeff's never been won it last year. And basically what his game plan was was to really leverage that K-9. He had two stud starters, Scherzer and Fernandez, and then a bunch of K-9 guys, mostly relievers. And I think he he would stream in and out some uh, some starters and then stack up the offense. And so if I had a game plan, it was loosely to kind of emulate that. I, I was just I, – I didn't map out a game plan because I have – I don't have enough experience in a head-to-head format uh, of any kind let alone an auction, uh, to feel comfortable saying, I'm going to do this. So I really was going in saying, I'm going to let the auction kind of come to me a bit. But but again, the loose plan was to kind of look at, at what Jeff did at, to have success last year and, and sort of emulate that. Again, the, the league structure has changed, though. So so just trying to perfectly emulate him uh, wasn't necessarily going to be the road to victory anyway. But uh, I, I did not follow that. I, I went way off the map here folks it was really interesting and a lot of fun so i can't remember the exact order i wish i could i could find it maybe i will or or no not maybe i definitely will when i do my write-up because it's it's pertinent um and it's available on the tout wars twitter handle uh twitter.com slash tout wars so i will find it and, and be able to map it out a little bit more but just to give you a little bit of it i ended up with mike trout bryce harper joey Votto and nolan arenado now in an obp league that's four first round picks if you don't think joey Votto is a first round pick in in an obp league um you're not bright okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put that out there a little bit i'm a little bit aggressive on that um but it, it, that's that's not an opinion that is a, that is objective that in an obp league there's no way that uh that he's not that uh, joey Votto is not a first rounder so i got four first rounders obviously an auction is the only place that you can do that and again it was not my game plan and i just thought well let's give this a shot let's let's see how this goes i believe i bought trout and harper first uh, i think in that order too. 40 uh 44 for harper 50 for trout and then i said you know what let's just keep going why not it's a 12 team too it's a 12 team mixed league the talent pool is rich let's make it work for me let's let's leverage it let's see what i can do the K9 also helps right because um i didn't need necessarily to get starters now it turns out that if it was k's i'd still feel pretty comfortable i got some starters who i think are going to rack up k's and i got them cheaper than i thought so i paid 41 for both vado and arenado by the way so I got those I got those four studs there. Uh, for what's that? Eighty uh, one plus ninety four bucks seventy five. Throw in a twenty five dollar Trevor Story for good measure. So five players, two hundred bucks. Throw in a Chris Archer as my ace and, and best pitcher for twenty three. Two hundred and twenty three guys, uh, two hundred and twenty three dollars on six players. So that doesn't leave much for the rest of the team. And yet, I feel very comfortable with how it, how it came out. Uh, next highest pitcher was Michael Pinata at nine. You guys have heard me talk about him. This is a good lesson in in valuations, right? Because I've been I've been against P- Pineda, uh you know, discussing him on the podcast, saying, "Listen, a lot of the troubles that he has are his own doing." You know, he's a skilled pitcher, but. He's not quite that frontliner that maybe his strikeout to walk ratio suggests because of, of some of his own issues. But that's at the price, you know, that's at a high price that he bothers me. At, at a $9 price in a K9 league, I was okay taking the gamble. So I went ahead and did it. Now, there was a moment of trepidation, and it was significant for me. And I, was, I, w- I thought I was done for. I thought this plan is over. I messed up, they done got me. So I'm using my Rotowire software um, to to keep everything and and comparing it up against our auction calculator values just to have kind of two values. But in terms of the input, like, you know, we have our auction calculator, but we don't have any software where you can actually input everything. So I was using the Rotowire software to kind of keep up with the teams and the player pool available. And I think it said like, There's two numbers that are jumping out either 11 or 14. I can't remember which it was. It it doesn't really matter. We could even say the low one 11 for Eric Thames. And this was getting later, but I'm thinking 11 bucks. Everyone else's valuations are probably in the double digits as well. I'll throw them out at five and they cricketed me and that was bad. And this is not to blame anybody else. Because uh, I don't remember exactly who I was talking to, but I was a little bit distracted. That's on me. That, that's, that, that's not to say that, oh, that's because of them. It's, it's, you need to be smart enough to, to focus yourself, Paul, talk, talking to himself, um, and not get distracted by other folks if you think it's going to make, uh, make you have a bad play there. But I was a little bit distracted, and I don't know that even if I have full concentration and I throw him out at one, I thought five was fine. I thought he was going to keep going. There's been some hype on on Eric Thames. I know he's having a, a bad spring, but I thought, I, I thought okay, well, he's going to go higher than this. So I threw him out. They cricketed me, and I thought I was done for because it took away my flexibility to get a lot of players that I wanted on the pitching staff that I thought I was going to have to go two, three bucks for. and And so I thought... Well, this was fun. Now I'm gonna get a lot of a lot of guys that are that are much further down the list. Well, it didn't happen that way. Your boy got lucky, y'all. Um, here's some of the one dollar buys that I got, and these these were these were prime targets for me for this format for what I'm trying to do. Francisco Liriano, Ian Kennedy, Dylan Bundy, Mike Foltynewicz were four starters that were if not atop my list, they were very uh, well. Uh, Liriano, uh, Kennedy were atop my list. Because I still need – now, the beauty is uh, with the K-9 is that you also – there is an innings minimum. you got to get 950 innings by season's end. So you can't just be going um, straight relievers, right? That's why that's in there. You have to get some starters. So I wanted to get some guys that I think are going to get 180-plus innings with good K-9. That's Liriano and Kennedy. So I got both of them at a buck. I was so psyched on that. I thought, wow, there's no way I should have gotten that. Bundy, Fulton, were kind of my next level guys. They're more of growth potential because neither of them has necessarily gone 180 innings. But I like them as well, and they are swing and miss guys. So I'm like, I got all four of them at a buck. That felt great. Then on offense, I got lucky. I got Marcelo Zuna, Carlos Beltran, Matt Holliday, all a dollar. Now, I understand that a 12-team mixed league pool is deep. But it feels criminal to have stolen all three of those at a dollar. It really does. Maybe one of them. But I don't know. It just seems crazy. I know Marcelo Zuna's OBP is not something to write home about. But again, for a buck? Thank you. Thank you, y'all. really appreciate that. Carlos Beltran, dude, was amazing last year. I know he's 49,000 years old. Buck? There's some hype on Matt Holliday going into New York this year. Buck? Thank you thank you i appreciate that a couple other guys i got earlier that i thought were really really nice pickups a diaz at three bucks javier baez at five bucks you know javier baez is a bet on the come for sure he hasn't really done anything yet but for five bucks the position flexibility um i thought it was worth it so i was pretty happy now i did punt saves and I do have Ryan Madsen, but that was part of that was a two-prong plan. And I should have gone with the other guy first. I don't know why I didn't. This was this was an error, but not one that I thought was really going to hurt me because I just didn't think people were going to go on my boy Jim Johnson. And they were both available when I think there was only like five or six of us still going. So I thought I could get Ryan Madsen and Jim Johnson. And for some reason I went Madsen first instead of Johnson because I think Johnson is the better entity, and um, Madsen probably would have gotten back to me. And I thought I'll get both of them. And I'll get some saves and, and maybe and maybe supplement them in season. Well, I got Madsen and then uh, was it was it Howard Bender was it that clown Howard Bender? Was he the one who took him took uh, Johnson for, it was typical Bender fashion out here just sniping people, ruining lives. What does he offer society? Coward Bender, my God. For those you that don't know, I love Howard. I'm a 1,000% kidding. Except for the part about hating him because he took Jim Johnson. Uh, he got him at 2 bucks. So um, maybe I threw him out and then he went 2 bucks on me. I can't remember how it went. Uh, to be honest, I really can't remember how it went. Uh, but uh, I'm going to get rid of Madsen. So I have no saves, and I'm fine with that. I'm punting saves. It's head to head categories league. You, you can punt something. You can punt saves. So... Um, let me just give you the pitching staff really fast. Chris Archer, 23. Michael Pineda, 9. Liriano, Kennedy, Bundy, Fultonevich, Madsen, Bush, and Strope at 1. Madsen's going to be gone for probably O'Day um Ivan Nova Joe Kelly or Michael Fleas those are my four reserve pitchers on day one and then I'll, I'll supplement him through the first waiver process for somebody we'll see we'll see how it goes uh catcher was obviously a bit of a punt as well Tyler Flowers Chris Ayoneta buck a OBP Ayoneta's had OBP in the past he's going out to Arizona that's a nice park I think they're talking about starting Jeff Mathis did I hear that right that's insane but whatever figure I'll take a shot I can find somebody else in a twelve team uh, if it doesn't work out. And then uh, going down the rest of the offense, Joey Votto, Nolan Arenado, Eric Thames, 41-41-5. Javier Baez at 5. Trevor Story, 25. Oledmus Diaz, 3. The outfield is Trout, 50. 44 for Harper. Ozuna, Beltran, Holiday, a buck apiece. My utility, Chris Owings at 2 bucks. I like him. I believe he's going to have shortstop and outfield eligibility. Again, out in Arizona, it's not quite Coors Field. Let's not... Let's not you know, prop it up to too much of a degree but it is certainly um, an amazing hitting environment that I'm not sure gets its full due uh, in the fantasy landscape so I was happy to go ahead and scoop him I think he's been having a nice spring as well to secure a job I'm not so concerned with the stats he's been putting up but the fact that it's secured him a job is what I'm interested in and I could get some speed out of him too you know he's got a little bit of punch uh, that you might be surprised about for Chris Owings, but the speed is what I'm really looking at there. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit slow. This is a power-laden offense, but I'm okay with that. Again, I, I feel like I can make that up. But I want to smother the homer, RBI, OBP, and um, runs categories. Like, got to get those four every week. Gonna have to supplement the speed and then get, uh, get K9. Um, ERA, WHIP, those are going to be touch and go because they will have some starters, so we'll see how that goes. You know, it's a team that still needs some work, but I really love the base of it. And then the other reserves, the hitting reserves, are Mitch Haniger and uh, Ben Revere again to supplement that speed. So there could be some weeks where, you know, if my if my power really is through the roof, and and Revere gets back to kind of previous uh, prior to 2016 Revere, then I could see myself starting Revere over like a Beltran or a Holiday and that's just that's just the nature of a 12-teamer because normally you wouldn't say that um but if you need the speed you know that that's not a bad trade-off so um i, d- I do think i could get 40 stolen bases from Revere and Revere Owings the the contributions from Trout and Story i think could be enough to compete regularly there's going to be some teams that are speedy um you know who's ever got Billy Hamilton, VR, Marte, Altuve those teams are going to be really tough, but we'll see. And maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. If I play a team that is a little bit weaker in speed, I say, well, let me get Revere and Owings in there and uh, take advantage of, of playing against a a slower team. And then the weeks that I play some speedy team where I'm probably not going to win, I'll play the odds to make sure that I get those other four hitting categories and put in, um, put in holiday Beltran, Ozuna, and maybe even put in Hanniger over owings you know because he's probably a little bit more pop than owings so that's that's the team i really like it um you know 220 on offense 39 on pitching easily the biggest split in the league nobody else went higher than let's see next highest was 193 for uh kyle elfrink on his offense and then the next highest beyond that was 186 and then 171 and then everybody else is, is below 170 oh pardon me uh Howard Bender 172. So, you know, ma- massive split, I'm trying something but why not, right? Let's see if something can work. I I I, I didn't try it just just for fun. I tried it cuz I think it can work. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, again, I feel like Jason and I will talk a little bit more about it, but I want to give y'all the rundown. Um, and also, you know, I started this episode saying, oh, it's going to be short. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll talk about my team a little bit. So, uh, it ends up being a little bit more of a standard episode. It's still shorter than normal. We usually go 45 to an hour. This is probably going to come in around 30, but Hey, you got a little bit more meat to it. Hopefully you enjoy that. Let me know what you think about the team. Um, Jason's game plan coming up next. And then on Sunday, assuming he's not traveling, but whenever our next episode is, we'll break down how his game plan went. And here's me and Jason. All right, I'm joined with Jason now here at the uh, American League Tout Wars draft. Jason, it's a 12-team, AL only, 5x5 with OBP being switched in for average. Let's set the stage there. And now let's talk about your game plan. First off, how many years have you been in this league?
1: This will be my 10th year in Tout Wars. It'll be my 8th year in the American
0: League. And a lot of the people in this draft have been in it for a while. So you know your competitors pretty darn well, and I think that allows you to have a game plan Uh, And you can kind of stick and move against the rest of the group. So let's first outline the game plan, then we'll talk about some targets and the contingencies.
1: Okay. um, First of all, it's it's an OBP league. Crap! I got to adjust my plans. Uh, (laughs) No, in all in all seriousness. if you'll recall the show last year, I said I wanted to go in with some balance and I was targeting speed because I was so awful at speed. And yeah, I bought
0: several years in a row.
1: I tried to go get Altuve and that didn't work. And I ended up with, uh, I shifted money around. I think I got the shields and I forgot what else the plan, but it failed miserably. I uh, also cane? get who? Kane. Kane too, yes. Uh, it was supposed to be a Kane and the shields plan, uh a Kane and uh, Altuve plan, and that failed. So, and then I also spent way too much money on Beyond Hill Park. So this year, uh, I am going to go heavy on offense because I realized that uh, I was the, had the second lowest number of played appearances last year in the league. And it's no wonder I finished last in four of the five offensive categories.
0: And everybody had 6,000 plus except for two teams. And you were one of them that had 5,600? Yes. That's a substantial difference. Yes. And playing time is so critical in these sorts of leagues here. So it is an ale auction, you're gonna be able to kinda of control your own destiny a bit. Uh, within the targeting of offense, who are some of the big-ticket targets that you're kinda of looking at?
1: I'm going right back to the to the Jose Altuve well. Uh, I, I, this year I've budgeted, I have a $45 spot for him because that's what he went for in, in labor. I, and it's now obviously different format, OBP versus average, but people were freaking out that he went that high in that format, um, so I'm hoping I can, but he also went 45 in this league last year, and yeah, right. the league champ won him with 45 bucks, so that's why I'm, I'm leaving it there, and if I'm able to get him, I, I'm, I'm not going to go any higher than that, but if I can, maybe I beat Seth there, um, we'll see where his appetite is for that this year. Is that who won, Seth? Seth won it last year, so I mean, the good news is, is a guy Seth on Shaq. September 20th won the league, um, just was this guy with a September 20th birthday. Uh, so uh, then I've got Nelson Cruz as, as the other big guy I want to get in the outfield. Um, this league format, you have four outfielders, and you have super utility. So I have Nelson Cruz, and then my other three outfielders are guys that are on strong side of platoons. I'm targeting those left-handed Left-handed outfielders that are going to get sat Against left-handed pitching Josh Josh Reddick, Matt Joyce, Colby Rasmus Corey Dickerson, and no it's not because Some of them are raised, it's because (laughs) they get Platooned, and when they get platooned It doesn't drag down their on-base percentage Worth trading And in an only uh, league you can do this, in a mixed league It's tougher, in the only league you can do this And I think there's value Um other guys in that since you chew is at the high end of that seth smith is definitely in the in the bucket of things
0: now i guarantee people are shouting at their at their listening device whatever it may be saying you just talked about how you don't have enough volume and now you're going to get platoon guys how are you going to supplement to make sure that those specifically those three in the outfield which is what you're kind of looking to do mm-hmm. uh, how are you going to counterbalance to make sure that you're not stuck again with sub 6,000 plate appearances i'm
1: grabbing the volume on the infield I, i'm going to buy it uh, first third corner up the middle i mean I'm if I'm going to spend that much money, Altuve, I've also got money budgeted because I'd like to get Elvis Andres or Tim Anderson. Uh, so, I've, and I'm going to spend on catchers. I'm not going to dollar out and catcher. That's the other thing that hurt last year is I had really crappy catchers. Yep. But I'm going to spend money there too. So I'm going to load up on the infield uh, part, get the one big bite in the outfield, and then get the four that 475 plate appearance or 500 plate appearance, 450 to 470 at bat outfield range. Um, and then that leaves me, then some flexibility. I mean, I, if I could walk out here with Kendris Morales at utility, I would love it. But That'd I think nice. that's going to be Rick and Glenn. And that, I'm, some other things are going to have to shift around. Like I'm going to have to save money elsewhere to make that happen. Um, there's, a, there's a $10 Mitch Hanager bu- budget there. Um, we'll see what happens <laughs> with that. But there's a $10 utility spot. I have 12 because we have utility and super utility. Explain super utility quickly. Super utility can be um, an extra any extra position player or an extra pitcher.
0: Complete and interesting... Twist, And part
1: of it is because of the depth of, of a single league, right? They wanted to give some flexibility back. And just about everybody uses it for a hitter. I, I think Laura Michaels uses it for a pitcher every singles year. Maybe one or two teams out of the 12 will use it as a 10th pitcher spot. But uh, I don't plan on doing that. I plan on using my reserve spots for pitchers. Now, speaking of pitching, with all this offensive talk and,
0: and the fact that you're going to pony up the big bucks, you're looking to have maybe upwards of three guys at 30-plus at – uh, that's going to not leave much money for pitching. What is the split looking like when you're when you're game planning
1: right now? Uh, it's looking two hundred five to fifty five, and it, what I've done what I've done is I've set it up to get one sp2 type of guy and there's a there's a, a bucket of guys that i'm looking at that depending on where the price point is cole hamels will be on the high end uh, jose Quintana, rick porcello um drew smiley i would consider on the low end of that james paxton's there in the middle but uh, i have a 15 to 15 to 17 depending on what else happens budgeted there um i have 20 dollars budgeted for one of the three closers or four closers that i like um alan kimbrell diaz or giles you like ken giles Not at all. Okay. Another September 20th birthday, by (laughs) the way. Um, Oh, wow.
0: No wonder you like
1: him so much. (laughs) So I've got that plan. And then after that, it's going to be two $1 relievers. um, And guys that I have down on that list at that point, top of my head, Joe Biagini, uh, Joe Kelly, um, Joe Schmo. Uh, (laughs) They're cool. You'll you'll see at the end. I mean, I've got some guys uh, in that bucket list. Uh, uh, Joaquin Soria is in that list uh, down there. So I've got some guys down there. And then the rest of the guys are going to be... Dudes, um, yeah, Andrew Triggs, Nate Karnes, uh, Chris Davinsky, guys that are at the back end of rotations now that have the skills to jump up a little bit. Those are the guys that I'm trying to go after.
0: Is there an innings minimum you have to meet in this league? 950. That's the same thing. So I was in the I was in the 12-team head-to-head uh, mixed yesterday. Uh, And it's a little bit different. It uses K-9, and you have to have an innings minimum as well, so you don't just get all relievers. Um, And so is that why you're focused on the first three guys that you mentioned as that potential ace are Hamels, Porcello, and uh, Quintana? Their innings are as valuable to you, their innings volume is as valuable to you as anything else, right?
1: Yeah, that SP2, I I need somebody that's, I can look at and say it's 185, 180 plus. I'd like to get over 190 innings. And then as I put everything else together, it worked. Because when I first tried to format this plan, I was going to ignore starting pitching completely Mm -hmm. uh, and really load up on, well, not. Ignore it completely, but ignore the first four tiers and go all SP5s or long relievers, you know, maybe double up, do the Miller, Batansas, and then a uh, closer, and then pick a bunch of these end guys. But I, when it ran the numbers, wasn't going to get in the Fennings. Um, oh, okay. Cause so i going to
0: say I kind of like that strategy. Yeah,
1: it would have been, it would have been. Um, Twenty three. It would have been like 45 to 50 dollars on the on the closer and uh, on the two on the two long two, relievers, two relievers closer, and then it would have been a bunch of dollar or two pitchers, and it just wouldn't have worked out. The, the endings the ending, endings limit was too um, uh, overbearing uh, there. I so, guess I would have had to draft all four reserve pitchers and then just keep streaming them right. I was uh, gonna say correctly. big
0: big burden on you. Yeah. And um, so okay, let's say the plan works out as you want. You know, almost to a T, maybe a couple things that you change here and there. What does the in-season management look like? You and I have talked about this. We feel like our weakness is in-season management. Yeah. Uh, part of it can be leagues and, and uh, you know, you have a family, of course, and, and, and sometimes you're not giving it as much attention if you're playing six leagues. And you might, you know, just miss something. And that that's on us for sure. Right we're committing to to being better at in-season management this year. What is it what does quality in-season management look like on this game plan?
1: On this game plan, it has to be getting three pitchers in the reserves and then anyone who has two starts as long as one of those two starts isn't in a disastrous matchup or a ballpark, he goes in and and the one start guy goes out. I've got to try to maximize because if you're playing in the sb 5 range, uh, maybe four. You're looking at uh, you know that's the 150 and the 100 130 inning types of guys. Yeah. So you know, do your math. There's 750 if everybody pitches their max. Yeah, that's so that's where I've got to really play that particular situation out and trust that I've I've done the right offensive projections because I'm going to have maybe I'll have one offensive bench uh, player. Um, Down there, I don't know who knows what's going to be, but it's going to be a very part time player, um, and he's not going to be much use to me. So, I need to make sure I draft health and and get those pitchers so I can stream them in and get what I want maybe two starting specs, what's left at that point, and another reliever spec. But, um, you know, the, the relief pool in the AL is very top heavy, and there's a lot of top and medium, but because those closers are so good this year in the AL then you have to look at okay who may be a backup that, that could have something and you're really you're really relying upon injury versus ineffectiveness yeah. like if you were in the national league you could just clean up because there's so much wide open space but in this know, closer goes 10 deep they they're,
0: they're set and they're strong now some one of the good ones two of the good ones will bust you know that it's the volatility closer but going in we don't know who the hell it's going to be right. because there's so many good ones. So I totally get you on that. Um, your SW, your super utility, your swing pick, if you will,
1: um, is it likely to be pitcher or hitter? Uh, it's going to be a hitter. Okay. Um, I may when I ran when I threw everything in this morning, leaving the super utility open. Um, it, the guys if I went through and said I want the top name and each because what I did is I put a bucket and I'll put a screenshot of this um, when I write it up so people can see but I've got prices for each position Uh, and so I'm going to and so if I can move some things around like a I don't end up getting Altuve. He goes forty-six, and I'm not willing to go forty-seven. You know, I'll take that money and ship it on the Dozier, and then I'll take the money saved between Dozier and Altuve, put it utility, and go get Morales. Because nice. when I ran it up a little bit, RBI was some a little light, but RBI projections are up and down. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. And then Steels, I was projected hundred steals. I won one hundred and twenty-five. So maybe that that super utility is maybe Dion DeShields Jr., who's having a good spring, Taking and if I can get him for him, yeah? two dollars instead of twenty-three dollars, <laughs> um, you know, uh, apparently yeah, he's, he's in better shape this things year so there. things like that i would or maybe a ben revere speed play um but i'd probably pick up another uh, a end game speed shooter. okay no that makes sense
0: okay uh finishing up hit us with some of the the, the cheap pitching targets that we're looking at some of the sneak sneak picks
1: <sighs> names on my list uh trevor bauer francisco liriano chris davinsky bat strom um triggs you mentioned earlier andrew triggs um top of my head who are the other ones that i have down on my sheet um I'm trying to think, too. Uh, uh, I have Tyler Skaggs, but further down. Um, further down on Daniel that Norris, list. Matt Daniel Norris, Matt Boyd. Daniel Norris, Matt Boyd, one of the two. They're definitely on the list. Um, you in on Eduardo Rodriguez? I am. He's on, he's, he's on the list. I think he's going to go a little more than, than I'd like, so he's off. Um, Dylan Bundy is too expensive. He won't. He'll be out. I mean, because one of the things I do in this one, too, is I have all the labor prices listed. It's the same pitching format for labor, same league size, uh, and, the, and the dollar values tend to go plus or minus two. Rarely do they go above above that. Yeah, you always do analysis on that. And it's it an advantage. It's, I'll admit it's a flat-out advantage of doing tout uh, because you have that. You, hitting is different, but on this side, at least you can plan on pitching. Like I said earlier, I, I like Cole Hamels, but I know he went 21 in that format. So if I'm planning that staff anchor and I don't want to spend 20 bucks, I need to wait and see if this price point comes down. So more likely it's going to be somebody like Porcello, maybe Quintana, um, something to that point. But it, it's an advantage, and uh, if anybody won't admit it, they're they're lying to everybody because it oh, is. It absolutely is. It almost
0: sets the market a little bit. I mean, they, these, the, 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 the touts in it, uh, so, some of the same guys that play in labor, even if they're not in the AL.
1: I mean, there are. It's like four guys in the league. That are Rick, and both, Glenn, right? Rick and Glenn is one team. Larry Schechter. Is in uh, Lars in it? I mean, there's a, uh, Steve Moyers. There's at least four that I know of that are in labor that are and also then some in this of the, league.
0: And then some of the other ones are at least in uh, NL labor, so they're there. They see it. They know the prices. Every, everyone's looking at right. that. So you're damn right that it is absolutely an advantage, and it will help you kind of determine the pitching market.
1: Right. But I, my, go ahead. my biggest fear here is. If you look at labor market, you saw how Rick and Glenn put their team together, and it's kind of what I had already planned for mine, but they did Archer up front, and I didn't.
0: Isn't there somebody else that that also has you concerned of
1: emulating? Yeah, Jeff, because he finished behind me, and we had the same problem last year, and uh, he mentioned last night, I think you and I may be on the same vein for plans in in my head, and I just put on a smile and said, "Ah, who knows, (laughs) in my head. I was like, no! Oh, and you were worried. You did a Facebook live. You were worried
0: that you gave away a little bit yeah. of the of the stuff. with you did it with Derek Van Riper? It was Todd the Rotowire
1: Wire folks. And I just like I plan to be aggressive on offense this year. But I mean, for aggressive for me is I have never spent more. I think the most aggressive I ever was was like a 190-70 split. So I'm going. I'm willing to go 15 bucks above that.
0: Yeah, and that's a substantial difference. But I'm
1: sticking to it. i like, last year. I've made made yes. a reference. You know, I. I, I Put in on sale because I didn't want him going for a three-dollar discount. I ended up with him. That will not be happening this year. Too much can
0: change there, right? Where where your plan gets completely I thrown changed off. the complete plan. And and I remember that because uh, we were in the room and looked at each other and like well this wasn't in the cards and now no you got to adjust everything so we're sticking to the plan uh we'll follow up afterwards to see how you felt like the plan went yes uh and then you know we'll, we'll see how it goes i'm really excited for you any parting thoughts before you hit hit into i mean we're doing this 20 minutes before you go in so we're getting jason right at the peak of thinking about this strategy here so i just
1: want to get in and execute it i am tired of thinking about it i need to move on to my home <laughs> nl auction that uh i have tomorrow, not right? even touched yes I, <laughs> (laughs) I I don't even have the keepers input it on my sheet. (laughs) It is tomorrow at one o'clock. I have been completely focused on this finalizing everything this week. So, all right, Jason, good luck. All right. Thanks.